Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. I want to speak to you from the subject, get ready for greater. Get ready for greater. Because just like we're going to look at in the book of Acts, what happened, last week we talked about Aeneas. He, he had a spinal injury, possibly the nerves in his spine had been completely severed. He couldn't walk, and he was completely healed. And the passage we're looking at today builds on that passage. Because he was healed, the, what we're going to see today is somebody is raised from the dead because we move from glory to glory. God moves in greater ways. You know what? When God does something, there's a momentum to what he does. When, we're set, when you think of salvation, the Bible says we go from glory to glory. Proverbs says it like this, that the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining brighter and brighter till the noonday. We don't understand things all at once. We're on a relational journey with the king of heaven who says, you know what? If you follow me, I'm going to do things in your life and I'm going to take you on a journey where you see greater and greater things. God has more to do. There's greater healings that are going to come to this church. There are greater things that are going to happen. Blind eyes are going to be open. People are going to get out of wheelchairs. God is going to move and we need to get ready as a church for God to do greater because greater things are ahead. The question is, are you ready? The question is, is your heart leaning into what God is doing? We need to get ready for greater. Just like we saw last week in Aeneas, somebody's spine being healed. And then we see these testimonies of last week of what God did. God's moving us. God's pouring out his spirit but there's more that God wants to do. Maybe you've gotten a diagnosis. Maybe you you said, you know what, this is terminal. Maybe you said, hey, you're always going to be in a wheelchair. Maybe you thought, it's just too big for God to do this. Whatever that healing is, I want to encourage you, get ready for greater. Because what you're hearing and what you're seeing is just the beginning of what God wants to do. It's in a seed stage. God is pouring out his spirit. God's going to send revival to this church in a way that we've never seen before across every campus. People are going to be healed in a way we've never seen before. Online, people are going to be healed like we've never seen before. Get ready for greater. I want to look at, just briefly, Acts chapter 9. And I want you to notice the connection between what we looked at last week, and if you didn't hear the message, I really want to encourage you to watch it, and what happens today. Look at Acts chapter 9. It says this, Now there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas. Tabitha is in the Aramaic. That's the spoken language of the day. Dorcas is in Greek. That's the written language of the day. means gazelle. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days, she became ill and died. When they washed her, they laid her in an upper room. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men, urging him, please come without delay. Now, I'll remind you, I'll show up the map. This kind of shows you, this is Lydda. This is where Aeneas was healed. This is Joppa. When Aeneas was healed, you'll remember, he went 
he basically went around telling everybody about his healing and everyone in Lida and Sharon, this is Sharon's this whole region, when they hear he was healed, came to know the Lord. So word is spreading that he was healed. And what you see happening is they say, okay, if God can fuse some dead nerves back together, then he can raise the dead. Go get Peter. And that's exactly how it works. The first thing I want you to see in this passage is greater faith. When we get ready for greater, we got to get ready for greater faith. Because when you hear a testimony, when you get around somebody and you get in an environment where God is moving, you're hearing these testimonies, you need to allow it to build your faith. Because when you do that, you're preparing for what God wants to do in you for how God wants to use you. They hear about somebody who, was, who couldn't walk, who was healed, and they rightfully conclude, if God can do that, then he can do this. What's the difference between God taking dead nerves and bringing them back to life and somebody not being able to walk and God taking the dead cells of somebody who died and raising them to life? Nothing is impossible for God. And when you hear a testimony, I just want to encourage you. Maybe you've thought, oh, my, my need is too big. If God can open up a 65-year-old woman's hearing, what can he not do? Why would blind eyes be a problem? Why is your tremors or your disease a problem? It's not for Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is able to heal any disease. There's nothing impossible for him to do. And what we've seen is designed by God and you put in this environment to raise your faith, to say, God, if you can do it in them, then God, you can do it in me. We get ready for greater when we have greater faith. When we hear it and we say, God, I believe you can do it. When we share, and that's another reason, if you have a testimony, share your story. Go around to the people that you know at your workplace. You know, you have a responsibility when God has touched you. He's touched you to reach people. He's touched you to build people's faith that God can work in their life. Share your story because you never know what God will do when you share it and faith is built and then you pray and you command and God does something supernatural that you never thought was possible because greater faith happened because that miracle led to a greater miracle. That's exactly how it works in the kingdom. Jesus said, greater things than I have done, you will do. Get ready for greater. We need to get ready for greater miracles. Let's look at it, Acts chapter 9. So Peter rose and went with them, and when he arrived, he took them to the upper room, and all the widows stood beside him, weeping, showing him the tunics and the garments that Dor Dorcas had made while she was with them. I want to draw your attention to something here. Peter's walking to an environment. Joppa is a more secularized city. It's more Greek culture. And that would have been uncomfortable for Peter. He, it's not as, they don't have the theological chops that they have in Jerusalem. He's walking into an environment that he doesn't know people. He's walking into an environment where they expect him to raise the dead. But you know what? Peter steps out of his comfort zone and takes a step of faith. You know what? When you do that, you're going to see greater miracles. Peter doesn't go, oh man, they're expecting me to raise the dead. How, how am I going to do that? He doesn't make it about him. You know, anytime we make it about us, 
we diminish what God would want to do. Oh, I don't know if I'm the kind of person who can be healed, or I'm not, I don't know if I'm the kind of person who can pray for somebody. Anytime we make it about us, we diminish what God would do. But when we step out of our comfort zone, and we say, God, I don't care how I look. God, I don't care, Lord, if I, if it, Lord, Lord, it's not about me. God, I don't care if I'm uncomfortable. I don't care what this person thinks of me. God, I just want to see you move. When you step out of your comfort zone, you're preparing the way. You're stepping out in faith. And you're going to see God do greater miracles in your life. Some of you have never stepped out to be prayed for. And when you step out of your comfort zone, you're taking a step of faith and God responds to that faith. God will do greater miracles in your life as you do that. You step out and pray for somebody. God will do greater miracles in your life as you do that. Peter steps out of his comfort zone and takes a step of faith and somebody's raised from the dead. Look at it. Acts chapter nine. But Peter put them all outside and he knelt down and prayed and turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. A guy's spine was just healed. Peter's called in because people's faith was built. It's not like Peter's, we'd have no account of Peter raising the dead before this. It's not like, oh, Peter knows what to do. But Peter knows, I don't raise the dead, and I don't heal a single person. Jesus heals, and Jesus raises the dead. Jesus is the one who's able. And so there's not an insecurity here. He just says, you know what? I'm going to get in God's presence. He puts people out of the room, and then he prays. He's thinking about passages in Kings with Elijah and Elisha. They both pray before they raise the dead. But he's also saying, God, what do you want to do here? You know, interestingly enough, it's not always God's will to raise the dead. There's a really neat story of a pastor in Mozambique. God used him and his wife mightily to raise the dead. Listen to this. In Mozambique, for example, God used a key leader and his wife several times to raise the dead. When I interviewed the couple that had been used to raise the dead of four people from the dead, I asked their leader, do you pray for all the dead? Of course not, he responded. It would be an embarrassment to the church to pray for all the dead. Then how do you know how to pray for them, I asked. Well, how do you know how to pray for the dead? He responded, while my wife is talking to the family, I place my hand on the dead person's foot or near the ankle. If the place where I'm touching the dead person begins to get warm, or if I'm praying for the person under my breath and I feel a large bolt of energy go through my body, then I give my wife a sign and she will announce, we're going to pray for this person to be raised from the dead. When we do this, we see people raised from the dead. Really cool story, but what's it tell you? Whenever you're going to want to see God do the supernatural, you have to draw close to God in prayer. You have to say, God, what do you want to do? God, Lord, lead us in this time. That's why when every time we go into a prayer meeting, we say, God, what do you want to do? What do the people need? I want to encourage you, if you want to see God do greater miracles in your life, get in his presence. Say, God, I'm going to put a priority on your presence because I want to see you do greater things. And then in that way, you're getting ready for greater. God will move in your life in greater ways. Peter prays. But he also imitates Jesus. It's interesting. This story that we read is very similar to a story in Mark. Look at this. Jesus put them all outside, took the child's father and mother and those who were with him, and went where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said, Talitha kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. Peter says, Tabitha, arise. He puts everybody out, says, Tabitha, arise. 
Immediately, the girl began walking, for she was 12 years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. Peter's in this environment, and he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask God what he wants to do, and then you know what? I'm going to do what Jesus did. What a great insight for us to say, you know what? God, the Bible says it. I'm in your presence. I'm just going to follow what Jesus did. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said this, greater things than I have done, you will do. We get ready for greater when we say, God, you said it, I believe it. God, I'm following Jesus, and that means I'm getting out of my comfort zone, and I'm going where you call me to go. God, I believe you can heal me, and I believe you can touch this person if I'm praying for somebody. You know, when you step out of your comfort zone, when you say, God, I'm going to get in your presence, you're going to see God do greater things. You know what that leads to? Greater results. I'm going to invite the musicians to come. All of what God is doing here at the church, all of what God, we see God doing in the book of Acts, when God does signs and wonders, when God heals people, it's because God, his heart is for the lost. To save people. And whenever God moves in the book of Acts, there's greater results. Acts chapter two, they speak in tongues. They have no way of knowing how to do that. So that's a sign and a wonder. And many people, 3,000 people were added to the church that day. Because people were like, how can this happen? This, there must be a God. Acts chapter 3, Peter and John go to the temple. They, they say to a paralytic, get up, take your mat up and walk. And many people came to know Jesus that day. Greater results, signs and wonders leading people to Jesus. Last week... Look at the story of Aeneas. He's got a spine injury. He, Peter shows up there. He heals Aeneas and by the power of Jesus Christ commands that he be healed. And it says this, and all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him and they turned to the Lord. Nothing like somebody getting up and walking to say, hey, there's a God in heaven. Tabitha is raised from the dead. Look what happens. And it became known all throughout Joppa, and many people believed the Lord. When God touches you, there are going to be people that God heals today, people online, and God's going to touch you. God's going to heal you, and many people are going to come to know the Lord because of what he does. Because that's how it works. When God heals, it brings greater results. I just want to encourage you, get ready for greater. Maybe you need healing today. Get ready for greater. God wants to touch you. God wants to heal you. I believe blind eyes are going to be opened. I believe people are going to get out of wheelchairs. I believe that people with Parkinson's are going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Get ready for greater. Get ready for greater. I'm going to read you a few testimonies, and then we're going to pray. During the healing service on Sunday the 19th, Pastor John gave a word of knowledge that the Lord wanted to heal people with scoliosis. I was diagnosed at age seven with scoliosis and had lower back issues, tightness and pain that even caused issues with my right hip. I prayed for healing many times as the pain ramped up in December of last year. As I prayed today, watching the 1230 service online, my spine felt warm from top to bottom. The back the back of my right hip and my right hip felt like icy hot been applied to it. 
The relief was immediate. I could stand, turn my torso without feeling stiff or having pain. I can drive a car and it not hurt. God is an amazing healer. I cannot thank him enough. Can we praise the Lord with him? Listen to this. This person writes, about eight years ago, my long journey with severe acne began. I was super self-conscious and afraid to talk to people because of what they would think about me. I was quiet at school. And I would put makeup over my acne, but my skin was super sensitive to the makeup, so I didn't use it often. A doctor diagnosed me saying I had severe inflammation and digestive system, severe sensitivity to food allergies that was causing the acne. They were prayed for last Sunday, and they wrote this testimony on Saturday. They said their allergy is gone, and their acne is clearing up in Jesus' name. Can we praise the Lord? Let me say this, there's nothing too small for God to do, nothing too big for him to do. You may think, oh, this is too small. Not, God cares about whatever your need is. God's a healer, whatever your need is. You might think, oh, this is too big. God is able in any situation. This person writes, I had an intense scoliosis. Incidentally, last Sunday, there was a word for scoliosis and a word for thyroids. So many people were healed of scoliosis. I had an intense scoliosis for the past five years. I lived a very active life, involved in multiple sports, doing CrossFit for a season. So this diagnosis was devastating for me. I would have extreme pain for some days and not be able to walk. After 5 p.m., they're not able to walk after 5 p.m., they just had to lay down and rest. I've seen multiple doctors, done multiple chiropractic treatments, but none of it solved the problem. During the service on Sunday, I was watching online when a word was given for scoliosis. I raised my right hand in my dining room. Within 30 minutes of that prayer, my pain was completely gone. Not only have full range of motion, I can move in ways that I haven't been able to do in years. God has healed me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This person writes, I've been in recovery from an eating disorder for about six months now. As a result of my eating disorder, it was so severe that I, the doctor said I had polycystic ovary syndrome and there was nothing I can do, it was uncurable. Last week, I had an extensive blood work done to check my thyroid, other hormone functions. Sunday, I was watching online because I knew you guys would do a healing service. I just knew that my healing was gonna prayed for even online. As I watched the entire service, I was about to get off and a guy came up, prayed for thyroid and hormonal issues to be gone. I fell to my knees knowing God was healing me. I got my blood tests back two days early on Monday. I have no hormonal issues. I do not have to be put on medicine. I show no signs of PCOS anymore. God has completely healed me. All glory to him. There was a guy at Joplin campus last Sunday, came in a wheelchair, had a, had a diagnosis that he wouldn't be able to walk by the end of the year. Check this out. Okay, people turn you in a wheelchair, and I'm leaving now, walk. I've been dealing with pain for the last six, seven years, and my hips and back, my doctor had diagnosed me with uh, spinal stenosis. By the end of this year, I would not be able to walk. I was feeling really depressed and down. So today, at Jane River Church, they placed their hands on me, and I was able to get up out the chair without any pain and run around and jog for the first time in three years. Greater things. A guy comes in a wheelchair, 
says, hey, you're not going to be able to walk. He ran around the auditorium and he walked home. Praise the Lord. But just like we saw in the book of Acts, that's just the beginning of what God wants to do.